It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Jason Vandiver with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. So glad you decided to tune in this afternoon. We're going to have a great hour with you uh, doing what I love to do, just talking about the Word of God, answering your questions. Uh, if you call in uh, or if you text us, you probably heard the number there just a moment ago. Let me give it to you again. If you want to join me on the air, it's 303-690-3000. That's 303 or uh, if you'd rather text, uh, we can do that as well, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897, that's the text number if you want to text uh, your comment, prayer request, uh, or question. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. It's a privilege, it really is a privilege to be with you this afternoon. I want to thank all of you that have joined us in the Colorado Front Range area up in Wyoming, uh, for those of you who have joined us uh, in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, welcome to you. You're all welcome to call uh, or text us, and we welcome all of our listeners up and down the Front Range. And uh, in the Northeast, 303, again, 690 uh, Early in the show, great time to call uh, if you want to join us here on the program. We've got all our lines uh, open for you. Uh, again, uh, you may be wondering who I am. Uh, if you haven't heard me on this program before, you may have heard me. Uh, on a similar program in the past, but uh, this is my first time uh, doing this uh, program, Calvary Live, though, I've listened many times. Uh, so those of you that aren't familiar with me, uh, you're welcome to uh, go to our website, figure out uh, just exactly who we are. That's uh, That site's calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com. You can get more information uh, about uh, myself and uh, about the church uh, if you so desire. Otherwise, you can just listen, participate in the program, call in, learn something, uh, or get your questions answered. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to uh, Anna. Anna's from northern Colorado. Anna, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, definitely. Um, so basically, I have a question and I guess a prayer request that goes with that. Okay, go for it. Okay, so um, basically, I've been going to a church for about two years now here in uh, just, you know, the northern Colorado area. Um, and I have just recently um, been a part of their um, college ministry, I guess you could say. And um, one of the teachers, or basically the leading um, person, is a woman, um, and um, she has been teaching. Um, she's a great woman. She's she's amazing. She loves the Lord. But um, I've kind of had a question about women teaching, and um, I guess I've come to the conclusion that, um, for me personally, I just feel like the conviction is that women shouldn't be teaching overgrown men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess my question isn't if, um, if women should teach in that, you know, in that arena, I guess, um, but what I should do um, with kind of keeping peace with the ministry um, and kind of, you know, keeping peace with her and, um, yeah, just, I guess, next steps on, like, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, before I go too far, let me make sure I understand. So she's teaching um, in a, like, a, a college young adults ministry. Is that is that what I'm getting? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, over yeah, so, over young men and women, yeah. Right, and so we can talk a little bit, obviously, about what the Scripture has to say to kind of, kind of 
clarify that up for all of our listeners. It sounds like you've done a little bit of research on that uh, or <laughs> on your on your own, as as one might imagine. But then also, I think the second part of your question was really, you know, okay, so I know this. Where do I go from here? So let's talk about yeah. those things. First of all, uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, and, and this is becoming more of an issue today. Um, there's really kind of a lot coming out uh, uh, in terms of uh, women teachers, prominent women teachers um, in, in the body of Christ. And, and so mm-hmm. what do we do about that? Paul uh, says in 1 Timothy 2.12, he says, I don't permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. And, and so the idea is not that they can never speak, but he's talking about uh, in the congregation, uh, where, as you said, adult men and women are present. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that it was not appropriate. And he gives a reason why. He doesn't just say it, but in the next few verses, he explains why. He says, for Adam was form, formed first, then Eve. So the first uh, reason that he gives why those uh, responsibilities are given to men and women is one of uh, priority. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's the priority of, of the men. This, this ministry belongs to men because God established it that way in terms of the authority that he established in creation. And then he says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. So that describes that just because of the the personality, the the makeup, the character of men and women, um, that they're more prone to certain deceptions. That doesn't mean uh, that men aren't can't be deceived. It just means that that Adam just chose to sin. Eve was deceived and sinned. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, he gives those those reasons, one based on authority that is established two, based on, on uh, potential uh, to, to be deceived. And so for that reason, he typically establishes that men are to teach uh, in the church. Women obviously have a role. We see in Scripture women teaching women, women teaching children. Timothy, of course, himself, the one to whom Paul wrote this, was raised by his mother and his grandmother. Um, yeah. so, so there is a point in time in which women teach. And so when people start having women teaching in the church, uh, in a mixed group of adults, they are directly disobeying Scripture. And, mm-hmm. and there really isn't a nice way to say that other than just to say that they're, they're disobeying Scripture. They rationalize it in all sorts of ways. Typically what they say is, well, this woman is very gifted or, you know, things have changed. But the reality is the Word of God is still the Word of God. It's, it's the Word of God for a reason, and it still applies uh, today. So what we need to do is we need to, to be very uh, – we need to be very careful – uh, in terms of uh, what, uh, you know, we do in the church and that we're faithful uh, to, to the Word of God. Now, having said that and established that, what, um, what do you do? And, and you have a decision to make. Um, personally, I wouldn't say that, that this is an issue uh, within the body of Christ that I would divide over. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, uh, I think it's an important issue that we need to talk about and we need to take a stand on. Uh, but it, it's not an issue of salvation. Um, it, yeah. is an, it is a matter of, uh, of obedience. Um, and so, you know, what my preference is, is to be in a church and involved in ministries uh, that are obedient to the Word of God and do their best in all areas to be obedient to the Word of God. And mm-hmm. so for me, if I started coming across these issues in my church, I would, you know, take that to the Lord showing me, you know, not that they're not believers, not that I can't love them and be friends with them, but that perhaps I need to find a church that is being consistent and faithful to the Word of God. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, one, it's understanding and being able to articulate these things. And then two, you know, if you agree, you should pray about it. And if the Lord leads you, uh, you should find a, you know, a congregation that, that is going to be faithful in all areas of the Word of God. Because what I find is this. 
when you start compromising in one area, then then you're going to start to compromise in other areas too. Yeah. And, and and it becomes the kind of the beginning of the slope, and and the top of the slope uh, that one can then find themselves sliding down. And so it it, it typically winds up uh, being uh, being you know an indicator uh, that things uh, are not on the right track. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I even talked to her about it um, because I just kind of wanted to get the churches, um, what their, I guess, stance was on, you know, women teaching and if she, in fact, was the leader um, and stuff like that. And she gave me those answers, and she also encouraged me to um, look at both sides of the issue, obviously. And then um, she said, you know, even if there's, you know, not room for, like, if you, you know, believe differently than that's fine as well. So I think that there is peace there between me and her. Um, sure. But I definitely agree, you know. Um, and I guess that ties into my prayer request is just that um, I would know, I guess, which church to go to. And, um, you know, because I do know that the Lord wants me to be in community. So just, um, yeah, just the next steps, I guess, is just my prayer request of um, leading that body and then um, kind of yeah. trying to, yeah, trying to find a new one. So Sure. Let me ask you a question. Where you said Northern Colorado? Uh, where are you at exactly? What, um, I'm over. Area? Yeah, I'm over in the Loveland, like Fort Collins area. So okay, yeah. yeah. So um, you have. I, I'd recommend Pastor uh, Dave uh, Dave Pierce in Calvary Chapel, Fort Collins, to you. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and you can find them Calvary Chapel, Fort Collins, and uh, you can. There's also Calvary Chapel, Loveland, too. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I apologize <laughs> to the pastor right now. Uh, my, <laughs> okay. I'm having a brain uh, uh, meltdown, and I can't remember his name. But uh, also another great brother that that, that uh, I've known over the years, and so uh, I'd recommend both. There's both. There's a couple of great options for you there, and you can look both of those up and see what's uh, best for you. Go visit okay. and uh, see where where you might fit in. Um, I can always recommend a Calvary Chapel because I know where these guys are at, and I know uh, where the churches are at, and where they're coming from. Yeah. So. Um, but you may find something else uh, that uh, that you also like that's uh, that's favorite. Yeah, the of God. definitely. I looked this? up. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I just said I looked up uh, Dave Pierce today, so that's yeah, that's cool. But good, good, that's good all. brother. Yeah, neat guy, and uh, and I think you'll uh, enjoy it over there. Let's go ahead and pray for you, Anna. Okay, sounds good. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Anna. I thank you for uh, for her call, and I thank you for her sensitivity, Lord, to uh, to these things that other people might uh, be tended to overlook, Lord, that she just wants to be faithful to you and faithful to your word. I pray that you give her peace, uh, even with those uh, that disagree with her, and uh, that uh, that love would cover these things. Uh, but mm. Lord, also, I just pray that you direct her where exactly you'd have her to be and, and give her peace and lead us, Lord. Uh, Lord, we just thank you, and uh, we thank you for this opportunity just to be able to talk about these things and, and to encourage others, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so yeah, much. You betcha. God bless you, Anna. Thanks for calling. Of course. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, let's go to Don, also in northern Colorado. Don in Fort Collins. Uh, welcome to the program, Don. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well. I just I have a prayer, prayer request. Sure, go for it. I use marijuana, and I want to stop, but I'm scared mm -hmm. to stop. I don't know if that makes sense. What, tell me, help me understand a little bit. So, what, what, if you stop, what, what are you afraid might happen? Well, am I going to be uncomfortable? Is my pain going to be sure. back? 
and and you're taking it. I take it based on that comment for you know for. Yes, it's medical marijuana. But it's still, I've been reading the Bible. I started reading it um, from the beginning in January. Mm -hmm. And so I'm making my way through it, but I'm just being convicted that God calls us to be sober-minded. And whether it's alcohol or or marijuana, it's not being sober-minded. Well, I think that that conviction is very clearly from the Lord, and that's a good thing. And what we don't want to do when we experience that is to ignore it. And uh, so I'm glad that you're not. Uh, first thing that I would encourage you to do is uh, is obviously to follow through and to be obedient. The second thing in the process of that is I would encourage you, do you are you in the regular care of a doctor? Yes. Okay. Perhaps you can have this conversation with your doctor, too, that, you, that, that you're, you're switching now. You're, you're going to stop uh, using the medical marijuana, and you want to know if there's something else that might help you uh, with the pain uh, that won't have the effects that the marijuana has uh, on you in terms of the intoxicating effects, and uh, and and can he recommend or prescribe something, uh, or does he think that that's not necessary and that you'll be okay? But I would have a conversation with your physician about it as well. Okay. And uh, let me go ahead and pray for you because uh, I believe that that's the best thing. Um, the best Thank thing you. is just to allow the Lord to work, and uh, the Lord can take the place uh, clearly of any medication and he can do amazing things even in very what seem like difficult or impossible transitions let's pray don father we just thank Thank you so much uh, for don and i thank you for our heart lord we just love to see it when we get in your word lord things happen and and you begin to speak to us and lord this is just such a great reminder of that and lord i just pray that don would be encouraged that lord you're speaking to her you are speaking directly to her and and you've put this on her heart for a reason uh, because you know it's best for her And so, Lord, I pray that you give her the strength uh, to be able to stop using this marijuana. And, Lord, that you would uh, continue to give her that conviction of the spirit. And, Lord, that you would help her, that you would help her with her fear and anticipation of this, that you would help her with any physical effects uh, of uh, stopping to take that, and uh, whether it's withdrawals or whether it's uh, pain from, from the ailment that she suffers from which she first decided to take this. And, Lord, if there is something else, Lord, I pray that you give her doctors wisdom to help her uh, with her pain and with her treatment. But I pray that you would just bless her. Lord, bless her as she seeks to honor and to glorify you and to be obedient to you. And, Lord, we know that you are good. And, 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 and Lord, that, that as we seek you and as we, we follow in your, your instructions, Lord, that we are abiding in you. And, Lord, that you hear us. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would be with her. Bless her director, comforter, keeper, and guide. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Well, you bet, and I appreciate you calling in with that. I appreciate your honesty and 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 your request, and I'm going to be praying for you, and the Lord's going to work in your life, and the Lord's going to give you the strength. He's going to take you through this. I'm looking forward to it. Thank and you. you call back and let us, let us know, call back and let us know how you're doing. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. God bless you. Take care, Don. And this is Jason Vandeveer here on Calvary Live. If you want to join me on the program, I want to encourage all of our friends uh, on the East Coast as well, up and down the front range of Colorado, Wyoming, and Colorado joining us, uh, and in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. You can all join us on the program, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number if you want to call us or if you want to text us, 720 
336-0897. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get information about us at calvarychapelparker.com in case you're wondering about us. And let's go ahead and take another call. Let's go to Leroy in Denver. Hey, pastor Leroy, Kenny. welcome to the program. How are you? I can hear I'm doing well. How are you? Real good, real good. Thank you. So uh, this is your first time on the show. You're going to start uh, first time. shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here once in a while filling in, so yeah, I'm okay. looking forward to it. All right, well, welcome. Thank you, thank you for doing that and your service. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, I do have a question on on probably one of your prior callers. Uh, what uh-huh. what what um what scripture was that talking about women uh, cannot pastor or cannot teach? Yeah, so the, the passage that we were talking about is in 1 Timothy 2, verse 12. Okay, 2, and, 12. And, yep, 1 Timothy 2, 12, and, and that's where Paul just uh, lays that out for us. And, and in verses 13 uh, and 14 also, he gives the reasoning for that, which is what I was talking with Andrew about as well. Okay, yeah, I was just curious because, uh, you know, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I listen to uh, Joyce Meyer and I think she's sure. a tremendous teacher. Uh, I, I learned so much from her. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll read that for myself. Yeah, you want to read that. And when it comes to Joyce Meyer, I would caution you strongly. And, and the reason I would caution you strongly is, first of all, I understand the appeal of Joyce Meyer because she's, she's, uh, she's very well-spoken. Uh, she's, she's very likable. Um, but uh-huh. Joyce Meyer had... Yeah, Joyce Meyer has some some false doctrine that she teaches, and uh, oh, you'll want to okay. go to a you'll want to go to a website called carm.org, C-A-R-M.org. org. Okay. Type in Joyce okay. Meyer, and there's a great article there on Joyce Meyer, and not only a great article, but when they describe the different things that Joyce Meyer teaches that are that very inconsistent with Scripture, they give you links so that you can hear and watch Joyce Meyer in her own words, and then the Scripture. Uh, that explains why that's incorrect, and so okay. I would encourage you to go to. I would encourage you to go to that website, carm.org, and uh, and take a look at that. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Now, uh, my other you question, be- uh, as yep. far as uh, now, Jacob, uh, when he, when the Lord changed his name to Israel, yep, um, is that the same Jacob that is the father of Joseph? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've kind of just been flipping through the Bible, different, you know, chapters, sure. different books. So I just, I just had to ask that. So, it, so yeah. Jacob, he is when, when the Lord changed his name to Israel, he is Jacob, the father of Joseph. Yes. Yeah, so, so in thirty-two Genesis thirty-two, that's of course where he uh, wrestles with God, and and he names. Renames Jacob, heel catcher to uh, Israel, or uh, it means striving with God. Israel uh, uh-huh. means to, to, to struggle with God because he says, You've struggled with God and men and have prevailed. And uh, later on, he gives uh, birth to, uh, to 12 sons who uh, made up the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, right. one of those sons being uh, the son of uh, Rachel named Joseph. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, now, um, <clears throat> he did have twelve sons, and they were all uh, the the twelve tribes of Israel. Is that what you had just said? Yep. Yep. 
the oldest being Reuben and the youngest being Benjamin. And, okay. Uh, they make up the 12 tri tribes of Israel. And then sometimes you'll hear two of the tribes, uh, which are the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. Oh, yeah. And, okay. Uh, okay. Sometimes they're listed in his will. Okay. okay. All right. Excellent. That That's, those were my questions. You're breaking up. I can hardly hear you. Thank you, Pastor, <laughs> and welcome to the show, and hope to hear you again. Yep, I appreciate that, and I apologize. Hopefully it's not technology on my end, and hopefully everyone's hearing me clearly, but I apologize for uh, breaking up there. Appreciate the call, Leroy. God All bless right. you. Thank you. God bless you. You betcha. Hey, folks, listen to Calvary Live. Jason Vandevere here from Calvary Chapel Parker. If you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Julie. Julie, welcome. Hello, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. And yes, your your sound goes up and down, but I, I'm uh, I'm trying to to catch everything. Uh, I have a prayer request and a comment about women teachers. Okay. You struck a, a nerve there. Apparently, uh, is there any differentiation between women teaching Bible studies and uh, seminar type things, uh, classroom type things, and teaching in. I understand they should not teach in the congregation in the church service, but I'm wondering uh, about teaching uh, in a, a Bible study or a, a, a course of study. Well, yeah, and I think you can make a you can make a distinction between uh, women teaching uh, in in a mixed congregation. And women teaching, uh, you know, women, women's Bible studies, women's seminars, uh, or as we talked about in the context of, of earlier calls, uh, children's ministry. And, and definitely yeah, there. Yeah, I got that. And, and I understand. I know uh, Kay Smith and uh, yep. the, uh, uh, I can't think of her name, the pastor's wife in uh, Cheryl, Phoenix. Oh, and, Mark Martin. Uh, yes. Cheryl Broderson. I know those broadcasts are all women's classes, but yep. I'm thinking. I last year I went to a uh, series of courses that was sponsored by a church here, and uh, they had several uh, excellent women teachers. These were like three and four week uh, courses on different subjects. Yeah. And some were taught by women, some were taught by men, and the classes were mixed. They weren't big classes, sure. but, but they were mixed classes. But yeah. that that was the thrust of my question. Yeah, and I and I would say about that 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 I wouldn't believe uh, that that is is something. And it wasn't that, held in a church; it was held in an office building. Yeah, and, but here's the thing that I that I would say about that: the church is not so much the building; the church is the body of Christ, and so wherever Understand, the body, yeah, got that, yeah, yeah, yeah wherever I the agree. body, yeah, wherever the body of Christ goes and meets, that effectively is the church. And so, um, you know, when Paul was writing to Timothy, the church was really meeting in in homes, and so this would go for office buildings, home Bible studies, uh, wherever, uh, wherever it, you know. It, may be, but uh, I would say that what Paul says would apply to your situation where he says, I don't permit a, a woman to teach her to have authority over a man, but to be in okay. silence, because that is a mixed uh, uh, mixed group within the congregation, both men and women. If you have okay. a situation where you have, you know, women teaching and it's and it's a women's event uh, or it's a, you know, a women's Bible study or something like that, uh, certainly that that is uh, permissible within the scripture, but what you're describing doesn't seem to be that. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Okay. And yeah. my prayer request. Uh, sure. My younger son. I'm 80. My younger son just turned 59. Uh, okay. Come November, he'll be 60. He has two grown sons, and each one has two boys. Well, one and a, one and a half. The the younger son is expecting their their second son in April. But uh, the two granddaughters-in-law, I believe, are Christian. Okay. They're in the uh, in Pennsylvania, east of Philly, okay. uh, north of Newark, Delaware, and. Uh, there has been a split in the family that has just recently been healed. Uh, my son actually flew me back uh, last November for uh, to meet my my great grandchildren. Oh. I hadn't seen my grandson since they were boys. Oh wow! But but uh, that that is a blessing. But when I asked him if on the way from the airport, I asked him if he had a home church. He says, "Mom, don't go there," and he just shut me down. And I was so flabbergasted that that I couldn't think. Now I'm thinking of all sorts of things that I could have, should have, would have said, right. but I miss I missed the chance. So well, anyway, I, I am requesting salvation for uh, that whole family, and I am standing on God's promise that me and my household yeah. will be saved. So I, I'm I'm standing on that promise. What's your son's uh, first name? Tom. Um, let's go ahead, Julie. Let's pray for them now. Thank you. Father, I just thank you for Julie. I thank you uh, for her heart to just call in and to talk about your word, but also to lift up her family. Uh, Lord, we just thank you that uh, this work of reconciliation is, is taking place, but also, Lord, we uh, we know that, that there can't just be reconciliation on earth, but that there needs to be a reconciliation with you. And so, Lord, we just pray uh, for her son, Tom. We just pray for his salvation. Uh, we pray that you would just work in his life, Lord, that even now you would begin convicting him and drawing him and wooing him uh, by your spirit, um, that you would give him the gift of faith, that he would place his trust and his hope uh, in you, squarely in you, that he would confess uh, your son, Jesus Christ, as your Amen. Savior for Amen. the forgiveness of sins. And we pray for his, his spouse. We pray for his children. Uh, we pray for Julie's entire family, Lord, that you would just work and that you would just bring about uh, a great salvation. Lord, that oh. her and all her household yes. will be saved. Yes, Lord. Lord yes, we just Amen. pray for a, a, a great outpouring of your spirit. Um, we pray these things uh, knowing that it is your heart and your desire as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that, Thank you, Pastor. And I wandered in the wilderness for many years. I thought I was hiding from God, I guess. I don't know where my head was. It was crazy. But he is... So faithful, he is so, he's good. so wonderful, he's good. and I just praise him, praise his holy name, and Grace FM has been a huge blessing in my life, and I thank you for your, for your service and your commitment, and God bless you. Thank you. Well, well thank you, thank you very much uh, for calling in, for listening, for calling in, uh, for giving us the privilege and the opportunity to pray uh, for you and for your family, and I believe that God's going to work. And, and in this situation, and I look forward to hearing from you about uh, about what he does. Hey, folks, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. 
And if you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000. If you'd rather text 720-336-0897. And uh, let's go quickly here to Sarah in Longmont. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the program. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Says so you got a prayer request. What's on your mind? I do. Um, so last night, my father's dad, my grandpa, passed away from pneumonia. Um, there were just complications. They are expecting him to make a re- full recovery, and he just didn't make a full recovery. and passed away last night. So um, this morning, my dad has been my dad's been taking care of all the things regarding my grandpa's passing. And the aunt, my aunt is really struggling with the pain and the loss. And sure. Do me a favor. Hang on, hang on a yeah. second, Sarah, because I don't want you to get cut off. Let's go ahead and uh, if you can stay with me, stay with me till after the break and we'll uh, pray right after the break, okay? Great, thank you. You bet. Hey, folks, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. CalvaryChapelParker.com is our website if you want some information uh, about us. Appreciate all of you guys joining us. Those that stuck around from the first half uh, of the hour, appreciate that if you just uh, joined us here. We're going to be taking your calls all up and down the Front Range, Colorado, Wyoming. On the East Coast, we want to encourage you to join us as well. Appreciate you tuning in in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or if you prefer to text, 720-336-0897. Once again, to call, 303-690-3000, or text 720-336-0897. We were talking to Sarah, uh, and Sarah, I had to cut you off. I apologize for that uh, because of the the break there, but you were talking about uh, the passing of your grandfather, which I'm very sorry uh, about that. I can relate. Uh, We went through the same thing. Uh, last month as well. Uh, similar circumstances, it sounds like, as well also. But I want to give you a chance to finish, you know, what you were saying so we can pray for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. So yeah. um, I left off saying that my dad's stepping in and taking care of everything that he can, um, and he's struggling with, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like the enemy is really trying to attack my dad, and um, he's my aunt, his sister, um, the last two children living are just really heartbroken. And there's some struggle between the family and there's some deep, hurt, deep rooted hurt. And I am my, my siblings and myself, we've done a whole lot of growing together, um, and resolving any conflict that we've had. And I just, it just bums me out how they're still hurting and struggling over things that, you know, they, we should be dealing with. And, moving on with in the spirit and with God. And my dad is trying really hard and I'm just asking for prayer, for protection for my family, for um, this deep rooted ugliness that the enemy is just using and toying with all the time. I just, I just want it to be over. Well, and unfortunately we see that sometimes, uh, you know, the passing of anybody, particularly a loved one uh, tends to bring things to the surface. Uh, Sometimes things that, uh, well, sometimes things need to be dealt with, but sometimes uh, it just brings out the worst in, in, in certain situations or people. And uh, yeah. let's go ahead and pray for you. Let's pray for your family. Let's pray for your dad and for his sister. Uh, Father, I just thank you for Sarah. I thank you for her 
uh, just calling in and wanting to intercede on behalf of her family. Lord, we, uh, Lord, we know that precious uh, in your sight is the death of those uh, who love you, Lord. But uh, oftentimes there is a is a situation uh, down here, Lord, in in our midst of uh, of cleaning up, of of moving forward that is painful, that is difficult because of personalities and decisions and sin. And and Lord, I just pray for Sarah. I pray for uh, her siblings, her cousins family members, Lord, that there would be a peace uh, among them, a peace as they walk through this, a peace with you, but but also uh, with her father and uh, her aunt and, and the rest of the family, that there would be peace amongst each other, Lord, uh, that they would love one another as, uh, as you have loved us. And Lord, that uh, if there are issues, that they would be able to work them out uh, in the right timing, in the right way, and that they would be able to move forward in you and uh, forward with each other. And Lord, that this uh, though the enemy means this as an opportunity for evil, Lord, that you would use it for good and uh, that you would bring about an even stronger family relationship and an even stronger relationship uh, with you. I pray especially for Sarah's dad, Lord, that you would comfort him and his sister at this time, uh, Lord, that you'd give him a peace, especially as he's busy with all of the details of, of the death of a loved one, particularly a parent. And Lord, uh, that you would uh, just give him wisdom and, and a spirit of, of love and Lord, even if things are being done wrong to him, that he would have that uh, courage and that grace to respond uh, in love as you would respond, and that you would just bring great healing in this situation through love. We just pray for this family, uh, for their binding together, not uh, for the enemy to have an opportunity to divide. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Uh, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Pastor. Pleasure, and I appreciate you calling in, Sarah, and God bless you. God bless your family, and uh, uh, please pass that on for me, too. I will. Thank you so much. God bless you, Pastor. Have a good day. You betcha. Yeah, you too. Folks, uh, appreciate uh, you tuning in. 303-690-3000. If you want to call, let's go to Diana, who has been waiting patiently in Denver. Uh, Diana, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you joining us. What's on your mind today? Well, I have a question um, um, along with one of your previous callers um, talking about Jacob. You had mentioned in Genesis where mm-hmm. Jacob is wrestling with God. Is he physically wrestling with God, or is he, like, mentally wrestling sure. with him? Yeah, and, and, and that's a very good question. So for those who may not have heard the earlier call, let me go ahead and mention where it's at. It's in Genesis 32, and it starts, uh, the, the section that we're talking about starts in verse 22, it's right before Jacob crosses over uh, the river Jabbok, which uh, interestingly means emptying. And uh, he, he basically is emptied out. His whole family goes before him, uh, you know, all of his possessions, and he spends the night on the other side of the river alone. And his, his uh, uncle Laban is behind him. He can't go backwards. He knows that his brother Esau, who he's defrauded out of birthright and blessing and everything else, you know, s- uh, several years earlier is coming at him with 400 men, and so he's, he's kind of in a difficult spot, and it says uh, in Genesis uh, 32, 24, he was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day, and so uh, your question is, was it a physical wrestling, and I would contend that he physically wrestled with God. If you look at verse 25, it says uh, that when he didn't, when he saw, that is God, uh, recognized that he did not prevail against him. He touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So, so God physically wounds him. 
in this in this match. And then God says, let me go for the day breaks. But he says, I won't let you go unless you bless me. And so then he gives him that great blessing. He says, you're not going to be called Jacob anymore. You're not going to be heel catching anymore. You're going to be Israel for you have struggled with God and men and have prevailed. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm glad you said that because um, I have a sister that, um, you know, she's a very strong Christian woman. And um, because, you know, how the Bible says no one has seen God at any time that you have to go through um, right. the Son to get through the Father. Now, right. it, does so that how does that fit? I, I think ahead. I get what you're saying. No, no, you, yeah, yeah. I, I think I get what you're saying. Tell me if I misunderstood here. I, I you know, so when, and the Bible absolutely says that no one has seen God at any time. What it means is that no one has seen God in his fullness. Moses saw God when he was passing by. People in the Old Testament, like Abraham, uh, saw God. They saw what we would call a, a Christophany uh, or a Theophany, which is an Old Testament appearance of God. Uh, so they didn't see God necessarily in what we would say is effulgence or his, his fullness because no one could survive. But there are encounters with God in which man encountered the angel of the Lord or man encountered God in a certain way uh, in which he could survive those. And we do see okay. those. And by the way, we see those stopping with the incarnation of Christ. So we don't see any theophanies, Christophanies, or the angel of the Lord appearing in the New Testament because we have Jesus Christ. Okay, that makes sense. And that's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Exactly. Paul says in Colossians, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Right. Okay, does that that answer your question? Does that make sense? It does. It does. I really, really appreciate it. And on that note, I would also, you know, pray for my sister, who we constantly have discussions. You know, we don't disagree, but we... But, you know, we do talk constantly, and she um, has taken, she's recently found out she has a tumor, and right now we don't know if it's cancer, but I would like to pray her for my sister. Yep, and what's her first name? Sharon. Sharon. Let's go ahead and pray for Sharon. Father, uh, I just thank you. I thank you for Diana. I thank you for her question, this this conversation that we get to have here with, with all of these other believers, and now as we gather together as a big body uh, through the airwaves, uh, and and we want to pray for Sharon. We just lift her up, Lord. We just pray that you would work in her life, Lord. We we don't know where exactly she's at, but we just pray that you would just work to draw her to you. If she doesn't know you, that you save her. If she does, uh, Lord, just drawing her closer. But uh, Lord, I just pray that you continue to surround her with people like Diana, that her heart would be open and sensitive to your word as it's spoken through uh, your believers, that you would send people in her life, uh, Lord, to to minister to her and to help draw her to you and to work in her life. And Lord, we are confident, believing in you, uh, that you're going to work. And we thank you, uh, Lord, that, that there are people uh, that love her uh, that are praying for her. And so we pray for you to work in her life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Pastor. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate your call, Diana. God bless you. You have a great afternoon. Well, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, let's go to Barb. Barb in Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to the program, Barb. Um, this is Deb in oh, Baltimore, Maryland. Deb, well, I, I got I, <laughs> I, I got I got that wrong, and I'm very sorry about that. But, so, uh, that's okay. There's a Barb I'm at odds with, so I don't mind saying that. Some of Deb, this <laughs> Debbie. Anyway, Debbie. glad Welcome. I have my sense of humor back. God be praised. 
I uh, have suffered from depression since I was a uh, early teen or before that, and I was born in 1955, and um, I thought I was condemned. I didn't know anything about depression at all. And recently, I had suffered off and on till about 2003 that I was finally diagnosed with bipolar. And um, it, it's good to know that what you're dealing with. And um, I guess this is a prayer and a praise. Okay. I, I listened to your, um, you're a week behind, so I listened to Charles Spurgeon. Um, there's a book. I want to hold Charles Spurgeon Library, actually, because he's the only person I can identify with that suffered from such deep depressions, it was like hell. It was like being at the gates of hell. I don't want to really elaborate on that because whoever is depressed out there, uh, I just want to tell them it does end, but while you're in it, you just want to end your life because the pain is too brutal and relentless. It's, it's horrifying. Anyway... Um, so a praise for you. I was an avid um, listener to um, Pastor's Perspective. Okay. Someone had called from Hope FM and said to give you a try, which I listened to you last week. Right. And you mentioned Charles Spurgeon and that you have a book besides Stillwaters. And yeah. I would like to order that to you, by the way. And anyway, a prayer that I can do the Lord's will from here till the day I die because I'm willing to go out and step off the cliff. That's like a lot better than suffering from depression. So I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to recommend, uh, and I look forward, we can take some time here and pray for you. I appreciate your call. I want to recommend a passage of scripture to you too as well. Um, something that you might also relate to. In John chapter 16, uh, beginning in verse 16, uh, Jesus is, is on his way there to the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, and they're getting ready to go through some very difficult times. And, and what Jesus had been teaching them had already caused some very deep uh, sorrow in their hearts. And Jesus is telling them, You'll go, I'm going away, and, and you're not going to see me. But then he says, but then you're going to see me. And he's talking about his resurrection. And he talks about, uh, he says, you know, you're going to weep, you're going to lament, the world's going to rejoice, but you're going to be sorrowful. He says, but your sorrow will be turned, verse 20, into joy. John 16, verse 20. Your sorrow will be turned to, into joy. And you know what? With the Lord, our sorrows aren't always traded, but they're transformed. They're changed. And God takes our sorrow, and he makes it even more meaningful as he turns it uh, into joy. And he has a way... Uh, of doing that. And, he, and Jesus gives an illustration. He says it's like labor. He says right now you have sorrow, but it's going to give birth. It's going to give birth to joy, and you won't remember the anguish. And my encouragement to anybody and yourself who's going is, you know what? You're going through difficult things. The Lord's going to take you through those things now. But also there's going to come a day when you're going to have to work really hard to remember all this. When we're in his kingdom, when we're with him, we're going to have to work really hard to think back to these things. Uh, in, and, and so my encouragement is to focus on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus says, uh, your heart will rejoice and your joy no one will take from you in verse 22. And uh, then he encourages the disciples to pray. 
And you know what I found as well is just one of the greatest secrets to joy is prayer and communion with God and having him answer uh, our prayers. And so uh, that's just a little bit of encouragement. Actually, you can read all the way through uh, verse uh, 33 there because he talks about joy and then he talks about his cousin, uh, peace and peace in Jesus Christ. And it sounds like the Lord's already doing that in your heart. Amen. 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 Well, let me go ahead and uh, let's do this. Let me go ahead and pray uh, with you, Deb, and I appreciate you calling in. Father, I just thank you so much for Deb. I just pray that you'd bless her, Lord, and just uh, continue to be with her, Lord. We know that so many people, we pray for those like her, uh, Lord, and we know that there are many out there listening uh, across this country and, and in Colorado and Wyoming and in Baltimore and in Maryland where she is and in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and wherever this broadcast is being heard. Lord, we, we know uh, that, that there are many that can relate uh, to what uh, she's going through. And, Lord, we just pray that you keep them, that you would come to them uh, at, in their depths uh, of despair and, and, and where they are in the valley, Lord, that you would uh, lift them and cause them to rise up with wings on eagles, that you would cause them to rise up uh, to that mountaintop, that you would cause their, their sorrow to be transformed uh, as they focus on you uh, into joy, as they focus on on, on the resurrection that is coming as they commune with you in prayer, Lord, that you would be the lifter of their heads and uh, that their joy uh, would be full in you. We Amen. just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Amen. I, Thank I, you, Pastor yes. Ed. And I'll, I'll find out how to get the Besides Stillwater book. I would like a whole Charles Spurgeon library if i may i'm also on disability and it's kind of tough but god is a good god and he can do everything if you do me a favor if you do me a favor hang on uh stay on the line i i wasn't on last week so i don't know about the book that i know which book you're talking about but i don't know if if, uh, they were advertising it if you hang on i'm sure they can uh pick up your call uh off the radio and let you know some more information so that you can either receive that offer or direct you to where you can find it okay amen thank you thank you pastor thank you so much you betcha and thank you uh so much uh, for giving us a call deb take care you too thank you you betcha hey folks if you want to join me on the program jason vanderveer calvary chapel parker Uh, i'm the pastor uh what a blessing to be a pastor of that church i just am so thankful I don't know why the Lord gave me that privilege, but I thank him every day. And I thank him uh, for the privilege of being able to talk with you. And if you'd like to join me on the air, 303-690-3000. That's the number you can call, 303-690-3000. You want to text 720-336-0897. Here's a great name. Let's go to Gideon in Arvada. Gideon, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Well, the reason I'm calling, I'm calling to add to the conversation about whether women should be preaching the Word of God. Sure. And the reason I call, I wanted to just share that uh, we should encourage our sisters for them to be obedient to the Word of God that says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, the workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. We should encourage our sisters because as they're studying the Word of God, the Spirit of God can touch them and use them to draw others into the kingdom of God because both women and men are called to be vessels that God is using to bring about increase in the kingdom of God. Yeah, and, and there's no question, certainly, uh, to your point, that women are called, uh, and we're all called to certain roles. 
and true, and, women, true. And, women, and women are called to teach. And Paul just makes it clear, and I, th- I think this is what the conversation uh, was earlier, that, that Paul just makes it clear that, that women are not called to teach in a mixed group, uh, men and women, but they are called to teach women. They are called to teach uh, uh, children. Uh, they are called to, uh, to support uh, those sometimes who are called to teach the word of God. They're called to certainly other roles uh, in the ministry. And, and to your point, uh, when we get in the word of God, uh, we understand what our roles are. We understand what our gifts and callings are and what our roles are, and we can be faithful to those roles. Sure. And I also have a question. I have a question yep. from uh, Philippians chapter 4, okay. verses 2 and 3. And and uh, what is your? I'm going. I'm turning there. Philippians four, two, and three. What's your question? The question I have is that there are two women. Yes. Uh, Edwards and Sintishi. Yeah. I'd like to find out, you know, what kind of uh, role they play right. as far as uh, Paul's ministry is concerned. Right. Well, when when we look at these, it, it's funny too. Eudea and uh, Sintiki. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, somebody called her Suntachi. And uh, it, it's kind of funny because they obviously had a disagreement. Uh, they were two women. Here's what we do know. They were two women in the church at Philippi. They were having difficulty getting along, uh, but we don't know the details of, of their disagreement. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, that's the case as well. We also don't know what exactly their role was in relationship to the ministry of Paul. Uh, but he obviously knew them. Um, and we see this a lot with Paul, that he knew the people in all of these different churches uh, from his visits and from his ministries in these, uh, in these particular, both in the establishment and in these churches. And so uh, he just implores them, he used that word twice actually, exhorting them to just get along and to be of the same mind in the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that that's a great encouragement uh, when people have disagreements to be of the same mind in the Lord. But beyond that, I can't say any uh, anything more uh, because I don't know any more of the details of their lives. It's okay. Well, I just I just I really appreciate the opportunity that I've been given to just to to add to this conversation. But we should not forget a lady by name Mary Magdalene. She was a woman that Jesus Christ revealed Himself to when He resurrected, and Jesus Christ gave her the word to go and share with the disciples that He has resurrected. So we should be conscious that all people are called to be used by God to bring about increase in the kingdom of God. We need to encourage one another, men and women, that God wants to use each one of us according to his will by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about increase. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate your call, Gideon. And and I would just say about this that it's important that we have to take the sum total of Scripture. And and Mary Magdalene was indeed the first person that Jesus uh, encouraged uh, well, first person that he appeared to, uh, and then the first person that he encouraged to go and tell the disciples that he had risen. Uh, but we don't see him encouraging her to go in the context uh, of a Bible teaching uh, ministry. So it's important to take the scripture in context and the sum total of scripture. Hey, appreciate the call, uh, Gideon. And uh, let's go to Stephanie in, in our town here in Parker. Stephanie, uh, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. What's your question today? Well, 11, actually closer to 12 years ago now, I got diagnosed with some kidney issues. And over the years, I've had quite a few problems. And then about three months ago, things started getting pretty rough with my kidneys. And 
I had blood tests recently that weren't good. <laughs> and they're talking transplant dialysis, and it worries me. It scares me. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just wanting some prayer for a little bit of, like, peace and comfort through this. Sure. Because it's a little overwhelming. Well, let, let's go ahead and pray for you right now. And, and um, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling the way that you do you're, you're feeling a perfectly reasonable feeling uh and you're doing the right thing in response to it just turning to the body of christ in prayer and uh now that the great thing is it says where two or more are gathered together uh we're gathered together that jesus is in the midst and uh it encourages us in scripture to then go and and to uh pray and that the effectual fervent james says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous uh man avails much there are a lot of righteous men and women uh, that are listening right now. We're all gonna we're all gonna pray for you right now. How's that sound? That sounds great. Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for Stephanie. Just, uh, Lord, I thank you for the courage, Lord, that you've already obviously put in her heart. And Lord, the work that you're doing there. Lord, we know that, uh, that she's. Lord, how, how could she not be afraid, Lord? What is that? She doesn't know, but yet you know, and you know all things. And Lord, I just pray that you'd remove. You tell us you will not leave us, you will not forsake us, that you remind us that everything that you've allowed in our lives is working together for good because we love you. And Lord, I just uh, I thank you for that hope that you give, that you offer her now. And I just pray that you'd come, that you would surround her right now, that you would encourage her, that you would strengthen her physically and spiritually, Lord, by your spirit, that you would minister to her through your angels, Lord, that you would minister to her through other believers. Uh, Lord, that you would just give her great courage for whatever lies ahead in terms of, uh, of her healing and, and, and in terms of her treatment. And Lord, that no matter what happens, Lord, that you're right there with her. Lord, I just pray that you give her peace when she lays her head down tonight on the pillow and every night hereafter. Lord, that you are with her, that you, that you walk with her, and that, Lord, you're especially with us uh, when we're hurting, when we're struggling, when we're afraid. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just comfort Stephanie. I pray for her healing. I pray that you would just touch her, and I pray, uh, Lord, that you would touch her heart as well, and just give her great encouragement uh, to stand in this time and to go through this trial. And Lord, I pray that when you've taken her through the other side of this, Lord, that you would use her, that you would use what she's gone through, not only to cause her to worship you to a greater depth, but Lord, to be used in the lives of others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God bless you. God bless you. You betcha, and I, I, you're doing the right thing, just getting prayer, getting encouragement, and uh, we're going to be praying for you. Uh, we gather tonight at Calvary Chapel in Parker. If you'd like to join us at 7 o'clock, and uh, you can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com. We gather just to pray. But even if you okay. can't be there, we're going we're gonna to be praying for you tonight. Okay? Sounds good. I'll see if I can get out. No problem, and, and God bless you, Stephanie, and uh, and. Let us know how things go, okay? I will do it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, let's go. We got time for probably one more call. Let's go to Doug in uh, Fort Collins. Doug, welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks, Pastor. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's short on about? time. Uh, my question is this. I know that uh, as we um, believe in Jesus and we ask for forgiveness of our sins and repent of our sins, he says that our sins will be forgiven as far as the east is from the west. 
but I also know right. that the the word says that we will have a review before the Lord of our lives and all of our sins. So I just help me distinguish how that is. If you um, repent and are forgiven of your sins, but are those still accounted for? And I guess kind of based on a, a reward system, for lack of better words, in heaven. How do you think through that? That your sins are forgiven, but yet you also give an account of your life. Yeah, so we're talking about two different kinds of judgments. You know, there, there's basically two main judgments in this context. Um, the, the first is, is in Revelation chapter 20, and that's the great white throne judgment where unbelievers are judged uh, for their sins. The second is the judgment seat of Christ, which is in 2 Corinthians 5.10, which is the judgment of believers. But it's not a judgment for sin. In other words, when you go to before the judgment seat of Christ, Paul says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body and according to what he's done, whether good or bad. But if you read in the context of that, uh, you recognize that, that he's not talking about whether good or bad in the sense of sin and you're being judged. He's talking about whether or not what you have done with the gifts that you've been given and your calling uh, for the Lord. There, elsewhere, uh, he talks about being saved uh, through fire. And, and it's in, in related, uh, it's in 1 Corinthians a chapter 3, so that was 2 Corinthians 5.10, 1 Corinthians 3.15. He, uh, he talks about someone's work being burned. He will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. And so it's the judgment uh, of our works and our service of Christ, not of our sins. Does that make sense to you? It does, yes. Thank you. Okay. Hey, listen, you can probably hear the music, and so that means my time is up with you folks. I appreciate uh, everybody who called and everybody who listened, those uh, who texted of course, Calvary Live will be back tomorrow, I believe, with Pastor Ed. This is Pastor Jason Vandiver, Calvary Chapel Parker. Thanks for the opportunity. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.